Okay, everyone, welcome back to episode 145 of the 580 show. This week, it's me, Dante, and 2017 America's Strongest Man winner, owner of Spider Strength Gym in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, inventor of Spider Tech, and uh, the main reason he's here today, promoter of Strongman Corporation Nationals, James Deffenbaugh. Welcome, James. Hey, thank you. Yeah, man, thanks for, uh, we appreciate you taking a little bit of time. Like we were, I just mentioned to you, insane amount of questions you know obviously uh probably the biggest amateur event in the usa so uh you know you're in charge of running it but over over 80 percent was wheelbarrow and yoke and stones i'm not going to even ask those yet so people have to wait and listen to more of the episode because i have some other questions and i want to i want to ask some stuff about nationals just that i'm curious about and some other people were curious about um so i'll October 21st weekend, Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, the itinerary got released yesterday. Main first question I had, how do the nationals events get decided? Is that all you, is that a committee? Um, that's just me being curious, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not exactly the promoter of nationals. I just do a lot of, of work. It's kind of a team effort. It's a lot of the, um, roles aren't super well-defined. Um, so, you know, every year the decision process is somewhat different. I think uh, we don't exactly have a standard process. Yeah. Um, uh, this year, I, I know for for some events, uh, I've I've done them exclusively. I've you know planned all the events. Um, others like for America's Strongest Man uh, middleweight earlier this year, uh, Paul Mauser and I collaborated on it. Um, this year, I I'd, I'd say, uh, uh, you know, I planned a lot of it, um, but ultimately we decided them via uh, a meeting with um, a handful of Strongman Court people. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't just me. Um, but I, I definitely have a lot of, um, influence on it. A lot of, uh, uh, say in, in what the events are. Yeah. But so how, it, how did you get involved with strongman court? Um, you know, I've been an athlete first and foremost. I've been competing since 2007, I think. Um, I won national 2014. Um, and I, I, I started getting more, and I've, I've always volunteered to just lots and lots of shows. Um, anyone in, in the area probably has seen me helping out at shows and, you know, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever's needed. I'll, I'll load stuff. I'll, I'll do anything that's needed. Um, but I, I started getting more involved. Um, I'd say probably the first big thing was 2018 America's Strongest Man. Uh, cause in 2017, I won America's Strongest Man. I tried to go heavyweight. Uh, so, um, I obviously wasn't ready to, you know, compete at America's Strongest Man heavyweight yet in 2018. Um, uh, so I went there pretty much just to help and score keep. Um, and so for that show, um, you know, I was a scorekeeper and we did um, live online scoring um, as each event went. And to the best of my knowledge, that was the first time that was ever done um, in, in a major event where like right when someone finished an event, the score is already, already public. Um, so that went extremely well, um, really well received. Um, and not long after that, um, I believe it would have been because I competed in Amateur National 2018, I believe 2019. Um, I, I became the primary scorekeeper for nationals. Um, and it, it just kind of went from there. You know, I've always had a lot of ideas, a lot of input. Um, and you know, I, I like to do it. Um, I just, you know, my, my goal is just to make things better and contribute how I can. Yeah. Um, I've, I've always been like seeing things I want done better instead of like complaining online. I just, you know, try to help and try to make it better. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's what do you have a title with Strongman Corp? Just out of curiosity? I uh like I a don't regional know. chair or something uh, like that. Some, sometimes this is a national representative. Um yeah. I, I change it depending on what I'm doing. So I was <laughs> I was trying really hard to um to connect with uh certain events to host America Strikes Men this year. Um and so I, I uh created a title for myself and I upped my LinkedIn around it trying to connect to these people. Um, so in that, in that, uh, context, I think I call myself like a, uh, national event coordinator or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a volunteer position, so it's, it's ultimately, um, uh, you know, I kind of direct what I do. And right. so, you know, I don't, I, and I've, I've never been super, I haven't really cared about titles that much. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious if you actually had a defined title. Cause it seems like you do just a lot, just kind of whatever's needed. So that's yeah. why I was kind of curious. Um, the itinerary came out yesterday uh, on on online, so pretty good timing. So I was just curious, um, what was the reasoning for the women and the men like combined, like AM and so some women go in the AM one twenty five, one forty, one sixty women, and then two sixty five and open men. That's the morning session, then the other class at night. Um, so there are a couple of components I know for. Like COVID year 2020, we did a AM, we first did the AMPM split, um, and I, I like that a lot. I like that people weren't stuck in a nine hour day. Um, I know there's a lot of different opinions on it, and um, some people prefer uh, all together because then you get to see your friends and you know everyone's everyone's there together. Um, other people prefer AMPM split. Um, I think I put out a poll just on my Instagram just to get a general idea of like what kind of split you like, um, and. The, the whole idea of just, you know, separating the women and men completely, um, I'm not a big fan of, and I think a lot of people aren't a big fan of. Um, so that was the first element of it. Um, you know, we wanted to, you know, not just have a women's session, a men's session, because sometimes it feels like, you know, if, if men go go last, it looks like men are, are the the bigger deal, the bigger sell. Um, and I don't like that at all. Um, but beyond that, logistically, um, it helped us a bit, too, as far as how many bags we need and what weights for the max bag toss. Mm -hmm and stones and things like that. Um, and also for grouping, uh, which, which groups go together, uh, trying to balance AM PM split. Uh, cause we do all women in the morning, then the women, then the morning session is just a lot shorter, a lot easier. Um, and this is a better balance. Uh, there's, there are more competitors in the, in the PM session, but overall it's a lot closer. Um, and so we have some of the smaller groups in each, some of the bigger groups in each and with specifically for, um, the max events, the bag toss and the max deadlift, we have five classes in each session, but we have six lanes for those those two events. Um, so each one, you know, the, the biggest classes are the 231s and heavyweights, uh, heavyweight men. Um, so, you know, those are separated from AM session and PM session. So uh, they'll they'll both get those two lanes. Nice. Yeah. So so it's more of a logistics thing, like just to make it run smoother for the athletes and you guys. Right. I mean, is what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, a lot of logistics and a lot of just, you know, also not wanting to just have all yeah. of it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speak from just experience competing. I'm a huge, not like my opinion doesn't matter more than anyone's, but just as a competitor, I love the 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 split because you just hear horror stories about being at a show for, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours, and it's like, you know, as an athlete, you feel like performance is getting hindered, right? And you're because you're standing around. So I'm, I mean, Dante, you competed at nationals the last two years too. Like, what is what's your thoughts on it? 
versus. I don't Oregon. mind it. I I definitely see the logistics thing because I looked at the roster and two thirty ones and the super heavyweights are definitely like neck and neck. Like so, I knew that would be a long day if we were together. So I definitely don't mind it at all. And plus, I kind of like going in the evening, so I'm kind of biased towards liking the two thirty ones later. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, I just that was definitely one of our uh one of our biggest questions put in was the was the the split so that i mean i kind of figured as much but that makes sense so i kind of want to go through with you if you don't mind the days just like um day one day two and then then i'll ask questions specific to those events and then i can ask some other questions that people had in first event on day one cerberus bag toss for max height i really didn't have many questions on that one i mean is there anything that's pretty self-explanatory event is there anything that you want to comment on that james like is there anything that you think athletes should know about stuff like that um, no it's it's max weight um and it'll, it'll be six lanes um I, I think last year for the max events we had within each session we had the half go the first round half go the second uh this time everyone's going to go at once um i believe for the bag toss uh you have to attempt every every weight okay um, and so we're doing a little bit differently that way um, i'm trying to uh, work on some spreadsheet stuff. I'm, I'm you know, not 100% sure it'll get done in time, but I, I want to have six lanes on the live stream on a max event with every single athlete's name being on on screen as they go. Um, and that's going to take a lot of coordination. You know, I'm, I'm, we're very fortunate we have ADL um, helping us uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a huge plus. Um, but, you know, we'll kind of need um, the, the scribes on each lane to to be able to help us out on that to like, uh, the the goal is for it to be as simple as like, you know, as soon as you put in that, you know, so-and-so got that throw or didn't get that throw, you know, it'll, it'll bring up the next name uh, automatically for, for ADL's live stream. Um, so that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, that's awesome. So, so the, so the, so it is going to be the, cause this was a huge one too. Live stream purchasable through ADL. Okay. It's a pay-per-view live stream. Cool. Uh, through ADL. And so it's the best in business. So we're really excited yeah. about that. Um, okay. last, last year I did it myself. Um, yeah. I bought the equipment as all like uh, Alibaba cameras and stuff like that, and it it went pretty well. But it is it is hard to do that yeah. and everything else. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I it turned out I I was actually I think I told Dion I told some other people the, the live stream last year turned out I thought really really good for a YouTube <laughs> live stream like yeah. like really good. I think the feelies did a great job kind of helping with the, the commentating too because they know strongman, but. Um, yeah, I mean, for doing that yourselves and having a free live stream, I thought last year was pretty awesome to be honest. And, and the feelies are back this year. They'll be commentating. This yeah. Year. Yeah. They, they, they sent me a message like, Hey, can you, can you message Dion and see if we can, uh, do it again? So I'm glad they're back. Cause they did a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, and last year they had uh, no time to prep. Like they pretty much yeah. found out the, the yeah. day before that they're going to be doing, doing it. So it was, yeah. they, they came through for us and they had such a good job and just really personable. And it's, you know, I, I think they're the right people just for that, for that amateur national sort of. Right. I agree. Um, okay. So bag toss, um, six lanes, that's huge. Six lanes. Cause mm -hmm. I think, I think, um, last year for a lot of lanes, we had four lanes. I, I, I want to say in, I believe we did four for everything last year. Yeah. And I think the year before in Roanoke, it was, um, it was four for the bag toss as well. So I think that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. We may have done six the Arnold before. Um, okay. I don't remember specifically, but yeah, it's just, you know, trying to keep things moving on a schedule. The max events take longer, so we put more lanes in. Yeah. Um, all the other events are, are going to be some head-to-head -head aspects, so that's 
uh, when you get too many lanes on head to head, you have to wait for the slowest lane. Yeah. So really, in my opinion, we're kind of maxing out at four lanes to do head to head stuff. Yeah. And, and resetting, you have to change weights for every class versus, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So the second event on day one is log clean and press for reps. Um, how many, I guess, just how many lanes do we anticipate for that? That'll be four lanes, four lanes, uh, head to head. So all, you know, all the, uh, one twenty-five women will go first. Um, all okay. at the same time. Uh, and, so eight logs out there. Okay. So yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. The Trump. I think the Trump log was such a cool addition this year. Uh, I, I like seeing it. I like seeing it at nationals. Will the logs be on bumpers? Um, on drop pads? Do you know? You know how strong men are. That I had people ask me exact brand of drop pads. You know. Um. Um. Yeah. So it's uh. For some of the weights, when we're using those rogue logs, they're 135 pounds empty. Um, so it really means for the women, we need to do drop pads, uh, bumper plates. Mm-hmm. You know, just brings the weight up too high. Um, so we're we're doing all all drop pads. Um, I believe we're going to do all of the um, the the new uh, drop pads we got for ASM middleweight. Um, that that'll be most of our drop pads. We we might need to supplement with some uh, some tightener Cerberus as well. Yeah. But there will be okay, so they will be on drop pads. That's ab, cool. ab, ab mat drop pads. Yeah, ab mat drop pads. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, that's awesome. I didn't have didn't Dante is a competitor. Did you have any questions about the log? Oh um, was it that wasn't how, how are they gonna be spread out? Is it gonna be like next to each other? Is one gonna be in front of the other one? Like um, it'll be uh, you know, four four lanes, effectively like four columns, and then the the lighter log will be behind the heavier log. Okay, yeah, that's what I was curious about. Okay. We might, uh, we might have it slightly staggered, but probably just right in front of each other. That'll be okay. easy. Yeah, no big deal. I was just in my head. I was just curious how that would look. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And I just sorry, event details still puts uh, Cerberus log pads, but I think it'll be mostly Abmat. Okay. Um. All right. So, event three, day one. <laughs> James is already. Uh, but Atlas Stone Medley. So, uh, so many questions about it. Uh, do you think they're going to be rubber, concrete? I mean, you you talk so, about it, and then I'll ask any follow up questions. Um, so I'm working on some some rubber stones, uh, some little rubber stones. Um, they're not done yet, and um, so that's why I haven't been super, you know, have, haven't been able to give the answer. I I really want them done. I think it'll be great, and especially on a carrying load. I hate, um, you know, concrete stones dropping on a carrying load. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm still hopeful that I can get those ready to go. Um, otherwise, I have some concrete ones would use. Okay. So yeah, we don't we don't have a specific answer. Uh, so I mean, I th- I'm hoping it'll come together. Uh, but we we have we have two plans. Um, and either way, it'll be a pretty similar event. Either way, uh, no one should have any advantage because you know no one's been training on those rubber stones. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious, just as like just viewing the just looking at it from like a promoter, do you guys have to have like horse stall mats? Like the whole, will you guys have like a whole lane of horse stall mats for every lane? I'm just like curious how it works with like a big venue like that and dropping like a concrete ball. Like how does that work? Uh, So with convention center flooring, it's um, typically extremely high PSI, extremely thick. Uh, So you don't need as much uh, padding as you would in a garage. Um, And like in in my gym, I, I actually destroyed the floor with Atlas stones when I had, something like three layers of rubber and two layers of plywood and still yeah. destroy the floors. Uh, so for this, um, right now with the mats we're getting, it's going to be just one layer of mat, but I think that should be fine on, on in this convention center. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I was just, will, yeah, I was just curious. Uh, the the area that the competitor will be walking with the stone will all be matted. Okay. Cool. Yeah that that was a that was a big question. Do you think when you were making these events, and I mean not just you, whoever was involved, but do you always kind of like have it like we're gonna have that one event that's like super heavy or super tough and like what do you think that event was this year i'm i'm hinting that i think it was this one but like you know no um so so i think this event comes off as heavier as, as it heavier than it is because of the uh option to rep out at the end mm-hmm. um really you know I, I try not to make things too much a race all the time um i want if someone is way better than anyone else on it i want them to be able to like show that um but honestly Coming up with it, it was it was effectively like a four stone medley. Yeah. So getting getting the four stone, most people should not be able to do. Um, but in the off chance there is someone that's just really, really, really good at it, uh, we're giving them the option to um to load it for reps after. Yeah. Which um, I like. I think that's cool. I no, I, I love the event. I think um I think the I, I'm curious, I've said it a couple of times on here, curious how many people are gonna actually get more than one rep with the last stone. You know, I'm guessing at most like one per class, if if not less than that. Yeah, uh, but it, I I want that I want that to be possible. I want you know if there's someone just really good, I want you know us to be able to talk about it. Right, right, hundred percent. I assume uh, the use of non-tacky is just due to the convention center. You don't want to get it all messed yeah. up, or yeah. I mean, I am pro-tacky. I think we should have tacky on every event. I think we should you know force tacky in every event. Uh, yeah. But the rest of the crew is is uh, not a big fan of tacky, so it's just yeah cleanliness for the most part. And it is tough also when you have a big competition. Um, it the the first stones get so over tackied, uh, mm-hmm. so it, it does make it a little more difficult. Yeah, I want to ask you about spider tack. I'm going to go through the events and I want to ask you about spider tack because that was crazy. Like the whole thing about it is crazy. Like I I think it's so cool, but. Uh, Okay, so that's event one. So if you were following along, you know, in the morning session, it looks like 9 a.m. until about uh, 12.30. We're expecting uh, group one, which is 124, 140, and 160 women and our 265 and open men. And then 12.30 to 4, um, the it, other group. So the 180 and open women, then 175, 200, and 231 men. So, so there's an overlap. Um, the, we expect the AM session to be done at 1.30. Oh, okay. One. Okay. So we actually have the power stair start at twelve thirty, and also the PM session warm up should be starting while the power stair is going on. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. So yeah. So that's day one. That's kind of how it is. And then okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So then we go to day two, which is Saturday, and we start with the uh, Kabuki Max Trap Bar Deadlift. Yep. Yeah, I'm um, really excited about that. That's. Uh, I think that's not used enough the the trap bar deadlift um we had it at america's trunks man in uh the heavyweights and and lightweight middleweight women last year um but we we just had the rogue trap bars um the kabuki ones are really good um you know we're have one in the gym now and it gets used all the time so i'm, I'm yeah. excited about that i'm excited about the height i'm excited about having it at a 27 inch handle width uh because sometimes that the 24 inch trap bar is a little bit narrow yeah for a lot of competitors so i think it'll be the perfect trap bar for this I was going to say, do you get any joy out of seeing on Instagram, like our super heavyweights fitting in like the old, like high school trap bar, you know, like how <laughs> everyone knows the high school trap bar. And like, we have like some guys that are like three fifty plus and they look like, you know, they're squeezed in there. Uh, well, I, I'm really mostly worried about seeing people using trap bars with like 15 inch pick heights 
and being like, you know, I'm, I'm pulling eight, 800 pounds on this. I'm, I'm going to kill this event. 12 inches is a much different lift than 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Got to check their handle height. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really, really, I, that's the event I'm most excited to see because I think I'm just really, really curious. It's going to go one or another way, like how, where the numbers are going to be, you know? So I'm, I'm really excited to see that event and and what numbers we're going to get up to. It's, I mean, that loading sleeve on that Kabuki bar is ready for whatever too. You know, I mean, that's a, it's, it's a really good built, well-built trap bar. So, um, and then event two. Okay. Here's the other one, James, the yoke in the wheelbarrow race. So what are we, what should competitors expect for this? Okay. So, so the yoke wheelbarrow thing, again, it's not, not complete yet. I've got a couple of, uh, um, things I'm working on two different two different ways to do it, but um, effectively the attachment uh, attached to the yoke, um, it goes out uh, nine nine feet forward to the wheels and then three feet back to the handles, um, and then when you pick up the handles, you know the, there'll be a, a first the first part is going to be relatively easy because you have to pick it up a little ways for for the wheels to touch, and then from there you pick up the weight of the yoke, um, and so the way it works is the 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 yoke weight is three-fourths of the way from the wheels to the handles so you're picking up about 75 percent of that of the weight of the yoke um and i picked that because that's pretty much seemed the, the right ratio of, of uh wheelbarrow carry frame carry to um yoke walks um i figure if you're uh can do a thousand pound yoke a 750 frames reasonable you know 800 pound yoke 600 frames reasonable yeah uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that i i really like medleys uh but medleys need to have a theme medleys need to have like some something tied together um i love things like uh carry and drag medleys you're carrying to a sudden drag or carry things in a wheelbarrow and and take the wheelbarrow um so the thing about this is nice because it's, it's combined it's, it's got the theme it's the same implement going back and forth it makes resets faster um it's um just should be a good event all around yeah so you'll take so I'm just trying to envision this in my head and I know you just described it, but so like there'll be a yoke and then there'll be like handles out from the, like that are attached to the yoke. Yep. So um, you'll just get out of the yoke and then take the wheelbarrow right back. Yeah. You barely have to get out of it. You just step, step forward a little bit, turn around and pick up those handles to be right there. Nice. nice. So cool. you, you said it feels more like a frame than a wheelbarrow. You keep saying uh, like, it's like picking up a frame. So like, if someone was training for it, would you suggest they train on like a wheelbarrow, like from the old nationals or like more of a frame? I would be most concerned about the, the pick height and handle width for that. Okay. thing. But no, I would say do a wheelbarrow. I, I mentioned frame as far as like picking out the weights. Okay. Oh, okay. Me, uh, a six pound frame and 600 pound in hand wheelbarrows is about the same thing. Okay. I was just making sure awesome. I was training correctly. So just That's thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. And then the last event is power stairs. And I was surprised to see, cause the, the awesome power stairs you made uh, are four steps. And I saw these are three. So they, they are um, versatile. Uh, so uh, we, if, if you saw the firefighters at all at the Arnold mm-hmm. um, in, in that configuration, uh, they did four lanes of three steps. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, it, with, with those, uh, with that setup, I've got, um, eight of the, the small steps, eight foot wide, 22 inch deep steps. And then two of the, 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 um, four foot deep ones that go on the top. Um, and so we, we know we used one of the four foot ones on top, uh, and then 
three of the smaller ones on each side for the power stairs at at the Arnold for the the main stage. Um, but then we just reconfigured it uh, with um, brought it down for for the four lanes. Oh, okay. So it is the same power stairs. Yeah, I was gonna say because those things are those things are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they look cool. So I mean, and those are also our loading platforms, and they were the loading platforms at the Arnold as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you just. Yeah. You use these these big pieces you raise and, and lower and and um use just different uprights to bolt onto it um, so so, that... so is your background in welding are you like like how did <laughs> uh, how did you get into all this stuff uh my background is just in it okay uh, i i'm just a hobbyist i've always done a lot of different things yeah uh, so i've just i've always had ideas i always try to get other people to do my ideas but it never works out so i finally uh I took a, uh, Aaron actually got me a, 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 a coupon for like a, a welding class in town, like a, mm-hmm. a one, one evening thing. It's like a three hour thing. I did that just basically make welding and, you know, bought a decent welder and, uh, just went from there. That's awesome. That's kind of, I kind of feel like I need to take a welding class now. That's <laughs> no, it's so much fun. Just like, I mean, make welding is not, not difficult. It's the, it can, it can be as hard or as easy as you want it to be. Um, yeah. but overall it's, it's, uh, it's not that hard and it's, it's a fun ex- thing to learn. Um, even if you don't have any plans to do it, I would, I would see if there's like a, a local place that does an evening class just for fun. Yeah. Well, cause you, you we're in the same boat as we own gyms. So like, do you take advantage of like your welding for your gym or do you like, how, how do you handle that as a gym owner? Do you just buy um, stuff or do you make stuff? I, everything I've made for the gym has been out of wood because I haven't made anything for the gym in a while. Outside of like the, the farmers and throwing ampers and stuff that I made for nationals and OSG and ASM and all that, um, but yeah, ultimately, I I've, I've, I have lots of ideas on stuff I want to make for the gym. I just haven't taken the time, and uh, so I, you know, it, it would have been great if I would have learned this a long time ago. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, many, no kidding. Yeah, so many things. I just you know I made a uh, uh, Hercules hold out of wood and an old power stretch out of wood and other stuff that's kind of falling apart over time. So it would have, yeah. been, would have had that skill, uh, you know, six, seven years ago. Yeah. No matter what, no matter how well you build strongman equipment out of wood, it always is going to just, you know, over time kind of deteriorate. So yeah. no, that's really cool. I was, I don't know anything about your background. So I was just genuinely curious, like, you know, how, how you got into it. So that's a really cool story. What's your, what's your favorite thing you've made so far? Um, I, I would say as, as far as like, it has to be a opinion deadlift. Um, yeah. It's just that the whole uh, setup we were able to do with the Arnold, um, having the, the, the giant power stairs on the main stage and also the Ukrainian deadlift, you know, in front of a huge crowd, um, just that experience of, you know, being six feet in the air in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people watching. Um, I mean, that, that was, you know, that, that was really, really cool. Yeah. That thing came out so that thing came out so cool looking. I was so jealous I didn't make the finals just because I wanted to do that event like specifically, you know. So yeah, that, uh, that, I, I barely I barely got a time done in time to uh, really when I already should have left for Columbus. Uh, we were putting it together for the first time in the gym, um, and it's everything's super heavy. So uh, it's just Aaron and I, and then. Got a couple random people from the gym to, to help and almost got crushed under the weight and all this other stuff setting it up. So yeah, uh, I'm uh it's it's great it, it worked out. Um yeah, all all the 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 gliding mechanism and everything like that, it, it turned out great. Yeah. 
So how much does Erin help you? Because she's a pro strong woman, and like I know she's she's always kind of by your side, and like yeah. you know you can always. So like, what? How much does she help you? Uh, she helped a ton, especially on on those power stairs, because each each step has um like fifty plus feet of welding, <laughs> um and you know she had taken that same class well before I did, and she's actually much better at welding than I am. Um, that's she, in, that's incredible. That's cool. Yeah, she, well, we we think it's because she has a she used to work at a bakery and did a lot of like icing cakes, uh, and just but her welds always look better than mine, um. So she just did hours and hours and hours of welding from that stuff. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, she also did um a lot of the 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 promotional images we did for American Strong's Man Middleweight. Um, all oh those really? Pictures she did all of those. That's cool. Helped you know, that's what that's one thing about like the the social media side of things. I I like the direction, and I don't know. I, I suspect you have a lot to do with it, but I might be wrong. But the increase in social media presence, I think, is a really important and good thing that's happening, um, because just as a competitor and being around a lot of competitors a lot of the time, I I think one of the biggest frustrations is how strongman has always been. It's been a Facebook event page and you may get one update and that's it, you know? And like, I, I, is that, is that kind of you're doing a little bit with the Instagram stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so I, I made all those Instagram accounts for strongman nationals and America's strongest master and America's strongest and uh, Arnold and Arnold one. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, you know, of my skills, social media is probably like one of the worst ones <laughs> uh, between social media and public speaking is that's not for me, but I, I knew it needed to be done. Uh, it's also so hard to communicate things to athletes nowadays uh, because no one checks their email. Uh, tons right. of people are on Facebook. Tons of people are on Instagram. Um, we just don't have a good mechanism to communicate in one place to everyone. Um, and, you know, if you make a, a group text and everyone can see their, each other's phone numbers, there's just um, there's not great ways to do it. Um, I, I do think we need to invest in some, maybe some software, some like, um, I know I don't, my IT career before we had software for uh, emergency notices at work. You know, if, if the, the place can be closed down, it'll, you know, text, email, whatever, everyone. Um, we almost need something like that because it's, yeah. it's just hard to communicate things to people now. Um, but it, it seems like right now, specifically for Strongman, the best reach is Instagram. By far. I, I agree with you by far. I think, I think Instagram lends itself to being the best social media app for, for strongman because people like to post their stuff in video. You know, we do something that you watch. So I, I think that is the best app, but then there's people that might say Facebook. So I, yeah. well, and it's interesting to see like different sports have different apps that ever migrates to, uh, you know, when, during the whole baseball things, I discovered that baseball fans, Twitter is the place to be right. you know, everything on Twitter where for us, everything's on Instagram. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I I think for sure Instagram for strongman right now, but yeah, that that's cool. I I, I just I think that's definitely a, a a huge step in the right direction is just a bigger social media presence, and you know it, it makes people feel even like just getting like an invite for something, you know, it makes them feel like a big deal, and they can post it, and then it's in turn you know more promotion for strongman corp. I know you're smart and you you think about all that stuff, but I just as a as a viewer i think that's cool yeah so. and I, that's i mean that's something that lynn morehouse has always been way ahead of the curve on um you know his his local shows he'd be the first one to like share every new competitor sign up and make these images and announcements and things like that so uh i think he he's kind of affected the direction of that quite a bit yeah 
Um, okay, another question is about Arnold bids. Um, so I guess I guess the question is just broadly how how do they work? Is it the podium and twenty percent? Is it twenty percent? Is it something else? Just can you explain the Arnold bid? Yeah, you know, from nationals. So, yeah, so I believe it is in the, in the registration form. Uh, okay. Listed, I, I believe we're doing top like the whole podium plus twenty percent of what's left. Okay. Um. So and it, so with Arnold, you know, we need we need a decent number of competitors per class. Um. Ideally, we have roughly the same number of competitors per class, even though there are more middleweight men competing, more heavyweight men competing. Um. So because of that, um, when, when you do kind of the top three plus twenty percent, it means that even the smaller class are going to have at least you know three plus. Uh, where the bigger classes, if if we did proportional, we'd have like one one twenty five woman and then like you know twenty five heavyweight men, you right. know. So I, I think the top three plus twenty percent is going to work pretty well for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's always well. That 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 explains it and describes it perfectly. The only thing people get confused about is it's the podium and the remaining twenty percent. That's because yep. people if people have twenty. They have 10 people in their class. They're like, okay, only top two, but it's the podium. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I think sense. we started that last year. Okay. Cool. Uh, I know that, that was kind of what I pushed for. Um, I, I know they've, they've done different things every year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good direction. Um, depending on regionals next year, I would say probably the like 2024 nationals, there might be fewer invites from nationals. Um, but I, we have not actually talked about that yet. But um, okay. So, uh, so is that to make the Arnold more like make the Arnold smaller and have less invites or what do you mean by that? I guess we, I'm suggesting if we get more invites from uh, regionals and things like that, okay, uh, we would have maybe just a slightly less from, from nationals. Gotcha. That, that's, that, I mean, that's just uh, something I'm, I'm thinking about. That's not yeah. official by any means, but yeah. um, more, more than likely I, I would see that, that, uh, you know, next year kind of, more invites for regionals or, or, yeah, try to promote the regionals better, uh, try yeah. to make them bigger. Um, instead yeah. of, you know, it's having, you know, 95% of, uh, Arnold competitors all at nationals, then we pretty much see the same competitors in two different shows. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, yeah. Northeast regionals is your favorite, right? You don't have to say that, but I haven't been there yet, but I want to <laughs> intend to come out. It's just, yeah, not too much. Well, going well, heard um, next year, her next year is going to be a movie. Yeah. Well, okay. Can I, can I, say something and we can cut it out if you want but next year starting 2024 regionals we plan to host the northeast one again make it even bigger um but you won't need an invite to compete at regionals correct yep that's gonna be a, a okay. big change um i just i i think i saw your your podcast last week and you you're hinting at a, a big announcement yeah uh, that was it <laughs> and yeah we, we uh well so we talked about it in our, our strong court meeting just it was last week the week before um and yeah we, we we have that discussion i yeah i think that's a good move because there's there's too much worry about um someone not being good enough competing at this regional show but honestly most people very few people sign up for a show that they're just gonna be totally outclassed in 100 percent. and the first the first year we had open regionals and you could sign up and we had uh you know my, my regionals it was really competitive really strong athletes uh it went really well we had a good turnout um and you know i just don't you know competitors people can only travel so much and do so many shows 
Um, so I, I think it's a, a really positive move to make the regionals um, kind of open and kind of replace the old platinum pluses. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, more, more routes, the Arnold than just nationals. Perfect um, explanation. That's perfect. Cause I was going to say, you touch on everything I was going to say, like, you know, whether, you know, you're devout to, you're completely dedicated to strongman corp. There are other shows, you know, and, and you want to, you want to let people kind of give them a little bit of freedom and stuff like that. And, you know, if someone has a wedding on yeah. the weekend of nationals and they're an Arnold level competitor, but that's their only route, you know, it makes sense. And it gets more people in that show. Mm-hmm. But, and plus also if you're signed up for a show, you can see the weight matrix. Like you can see, like Dante can look, it's like, okay, well, if it's a 400 log for middleweight, like I'm going to get buried on that, you know, like just to, to see stuff like that. No offense, Dante, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's really cool. Well, we're hoping to host the Northeast regional again this year. Cause it's been an awesome experience for us. And I, it's been cool. We had, we had 17 States at our gym this year for regionals, which was so cool to see and have. And I think it's been consistent the first two years so i like that a lot so that was my big announcement everyone thought you know there was a new owner of strongman corp or something even bigger or anything like that so if you have any other big announcements feel free to drop them here but that was my big one from last year last week i know um do you guys plan to have just on regionals do you guys plan to have five regionals How, like what's what's your ideal scenario i guess um i i don't know the exact i don't know if there's a specific plan right now I don't, and if the, there might be, um, yeah. I, I know, you know, Dion kind of emailed all the state chairs and things like that for, to get bids or something for regionals. Um, I, I think the biggest thing we need to change is get it, get them all set earlier and then having like, you know, one place to say, Hey, road, road to the Arnold road to nationals, like have them, uh, a little more, uh, easy for athletes to, to identify and find, uh, cause I know last year, some of regionals didn't have great attendance and, uh, people didn't know about them um yeah so that that's gonna be a, a the most important thing is announce them early make it public make make it one place where you can see all the regionals coming up um and just really try to push that yeah no that's really cool would you guys ever do regionals like where uh the regional director has to do like one or two specific events out of their five or six to trend with nationals or you know what i mean like we we, we actually talked about that when we were originally, uh, you know, brainstorming about regional events, having, you know, like, you know, signature events, like Lynn, Lynn did a regional signature event last year of the sandbag uh, to shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about having all the events the same. We have talked about having it all in the same month. Um, there's a lot of ideas thrown around. Yeah. Uh, specifically, it's, it's a little bit hard because I, I do believe in um, promoters having, you know, as much autonomy as, as we can. Yeah you know, I want them to be able to make their decisions because otherwise things just don't, we don't see cool new stuff if we're always doing the same thing. Right. But it, it might make sense to have a, a couple of events that kind of have some overlap in nationals. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately like it's okay if they don't, cause it's strong, man. It's always supposed to be different. Yeah. Right. No, I was just, I was just asking because it was, it was funny how it worked out this year that like our regionals had a lot of overlap with nationals. Like it just worked out that way. Right. And like, we actually had a couple people comment about how cool that was. And they asked if we planned that with you guys. And I'm like, no, I don't get invited to these fancy meetings. So I, 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 uh, I didn't, I didn't plan it out, but no, that's, that's cool. I was just, I was just curious. And then the other aspect of that is then that means we're announcing nationals events early, earlier. 
And yeah. me personally, I, I don't, I don't like events being posted like too far out. I feel like then people are, are training these, you know, five events for six months straight or right. a year straight. And a year, a, a year, it sounds silly, but it's not a, it's strat- very, there's common. a, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And, and beyond that, it, it also makes people less likely to sign up for other shows. Um, so that's one it might make sense if we do a couple of events that that we encourage our regional people to to include and announce those early that might make sense but something yeah i think it's like hey there's like there's these six events if you can try to fit in one or two but you know like handcuffing to all six events i don't think makes sense because it's like then the promoter has to go buy a bunch of stuff it may not run smooth you won't see innovation like you said but no that's cool it's just just literally a something that popped into my brain um back on nationals so your role in nationals and it's such a big event and i mean how roughly how many athletes are we expecting like um i i look at the roster i think it's like 250 or so yeah so i mean that's that's a lot of people in, in one spot what's your biggest challenge like on that weekend what what are your biggest challenges like running a show like that um i think it's different every competition every year um I think, you know, last year was hard uh, running the live stream, but also, you know, trying, you know, I, I made a lot of the equipment and trying to like keep people up to date on, on oh, you have to do this or that. Um, at the Arnold, it was uh, extremely difficult because we didn't have anywhere to stage our stuff. Uh, and so just the number of hours of moving stuff around, we were working till like 2 a.m. every night. Um, so it depends on the events. Um, this year, I'm, I'm not sure quite yet what, what the biggest um obstacle is going to be um yeah you know power stairs resets gonna be tough uh, we'll need to, a lot of good volunteers for that um but beyond that i don't, I don't see anything being you know too uh, like the, the stuff that that we see every year is you know the you know getting yoke heights and, and that stuff that's always not super easy but um yeah. I, don't, I don't see it being uh major issues there so will they do that at weigh-ins yoke heights or will they do um, it at the show I, I well, we should have the yokes out there, um, but I don't, you know, I, I don't like having to get a yoke height when I'm dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah, for sure. That's what that's what I was asking. I was just curious. So uh, at the rules meeting, it'll be available. Um, in the past, I've had um, just something for uh, people can pretty much do whatever. And honestly, yokes on day two, so that's on oh, Saturday. So yeah. in theory, we could have it set up on Friday, and people could just you know get it to us. Um, anytime Friday. So maybe, maybe we'll go that route. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. It's not too bad. I think, I think I'd like that. Yeah. As a bit. competitor. And you know, in the past, in some shows I've had just a, a piece of, you know, a sheet out there with all the names and then you can write your height next to it. Um, you know, this, I'm, I'm not really too worried about people writing the wrong height on one of the competitors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some sabotage going on. Um, and then also make sure it's it's super clear what the heights mean. You know, like the there's always is it in that hole or is it hole showing or something like that. We need to make sure that that's uh full, foolproof so don't, someone doesn't get the wrong height. For sure. <laughs> um, and then half the people will just change it when they walk up to yoke anyway. That's yeah. What I found with getting yoke heights, it sucks because it's it's so tough logistically just because I mean I you know I want everyone to have the right height. I want everyone right. to as well as they can. And I've. I've made last minute decision uh, mistakes um, at uh, where is that 20, 2011 nationals. 
uh, yoke heights for the rules meeting. I was wearing like flip flops or something, and I, I got a yoke height, and uh, it was, you know, at the time it was pretty heavy for me, so I, I didn't do a deep pick. Um, and then the the day of, I was like kind of panicking, like this is the wrong height for me. It wasn't mm -hmm. really yeah. Um, and I asked them to change it, and they're they're kind of upset about it, and um, they're like, maybe we'll see, we'll see if we can we can do it, and uh, just. You know, then out of nowhere, um, I, I wasn't supposed to go for a while, uh, but they're they're ordering people based on yoke height. And so they announced me that I had to go up whenever else was line, already lined up. They just out of nowhere, I had to go. So I was like running up there, <laughs> and, like doing competitor ready. I'm like snapping my belt, getting in. And as soon as I said go, right when, that's when I right, got under the yoke. <laughs> and I picked it up and ran like crazy. I had so much adrenaline. I won that event. Wow. Uh, so it actually worked out real well <laughs> that year. Uh, cause you know, I wasn't, I wasn't winning a lot of events back then, but somehow unexpectedly yoke wasn't a good, a great event for me and I, I won it. So, uh, That's but cool. I, was, I was very fortunate they made that exception for me. So I try <laughs> to be, uh, you know, as flexible as we can for people that need to change heights. For mm -hmm. sure. Um, well, you mentioned being dehydrated in your oak. So it just, it just dawned on me, but I wanted to make a small announcement because you guys are utilizing IV active, um, which is an Erie based company for IV. So, they were actually at our regionals and they did an amazing job. So, you know, if there, cause a couple of people did drop questions if there was going to be an IV company. So IV active is the name of the IV company. I can speak cause they were at our gym. They did an amazing job. Um, so if you're interested, you know, and you want to get fluids after, you know, after uh, your weight cut, they will be on site, which is a cool benefit to have. So you don't have to bootleg bags. Yeah. And, and they have uh, on, on our Instagram, if you click on the bio link, um, there's a link to them to sign up beforehand. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll take reservations so you can do it. It's very is, affordable. Actually. Is there a deadline for that? I haven't looked yet. Um, I, I, I believe um, they said walk walk-ins are welcome, but not encouraged. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah I just didn't know if like the online thing was, um, I, you know, hopefully they bring lots and lots of bags and, and if they, do have a lot more than expected. They still have enough for the, the registered ones. So. Yeah, they they'll do an amazing job for you guys. Um, uh, that's really all the questions I had about nationals. There's some other stuff I want to talk about, but Dante, was there anything I missed out on? I mean, you're competing, so I mean, is there anything that we didn't answer that you know they may be fielding in the in the rules meeting or something that you can get ahead of? Someone did ask me if there's going to be more than two scales this year for weigh-ins, but. Um, uh, that was more of like a funny question, not like yeah. an actual one. I, I think we'll still do two. I know we have the staggered weigh-in times again, um, but it's nice to have everyone in the class weigh in on the same scale. Mm -hmm. uh, For just, sure. I mean, you know, I, I usually test all the scales with calibrated plates and things like that, but scales are, are tough. They're always, you know, it's it's hard to, to get them super consistent. and It uh, really is. I've, so many people say they have a calibrated scale, but it's not really calibrated. Uh, if you ever move a scale that's calibrated, it's no longer calibrated. Uh, right so, is um, it gonna be the like the point four differential or something again due yeah, to close or in, in the um yeah it's it's, it's if you're competing at 231 you could be 231.8 okay um, those details should be in the itinerary on the first page okay just making sure thank you what a what event are you most excited to see is like a promoter person that's heavily involved there like what event are you most excited for I know, every, every time I pick out events, I'm just so jealous because I want to compete in these shows. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm excited to see the results of the bag toss um, because right now I, 
Uh, I think I have the the record for two thirty ones with sixty pounds to fifteen feet. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, and you and said you've gotten the sixty six over in training, right? 68. That's yeah, incredible. <laughs> what's your what's your tips for throwing bags? Dante needs them. He's got nationals. Hey, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> you know, you can. So when uh, when the bags were first getting popular in uh, 2018 or so, was it 2018 that? Um, so, you know, I, I started having my my back problems um, and and shoulder problems, and somehow bag tossing was the only thing that I could do that didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. uh and so like and then i'd have you know people want to train together so i'd I'd be training bag toss like five times a week uh and that that worked for me um i don't know if i was able to do that because i'm built for it or if Mm -hmm. uh because i did it i got good at bag toss um but um it it's uh i've just been doing doing a lot of it i really enjoy it um and beyond that uh the, the form wise um you know, Marks Crowder and I, like when when they first announced bag toss, we reached out to some Highland people, Highland coaches that we knew, and they helped us out a lot to start with. And then since then, I see a lot of people that you know say, "Hey, it's a hip hinge movement," and warm up with a kettlebell swing, this and that. But it shouldn't be a hip hinge movement; it should be a jump. Mm-hmm. It should be, you know, as as you swing, your hips should kind of scoop, your knees should come forward, and then extension should be, you know, extending your your. Uh, knees and hips at the same time for that explosion and so it's like a jump up and back and the biggest thing i see is just people only doing hip hinge and then you're just wasting all your potential you know quad power Mm -hmm. Hmm. that's interesting um okay the one thing i want to talk about was the spider tack yeah what was that okay so when did when did you when did you start that that have been around uh the 2010 something like that it was quite a while quite a while yeah. ago so what was it like when the whole tacky so okay it's like what what year was that with the mlb stuff 2020 2020 that's 2020 that absolutely crazy yeah so so what was it like like when it just started blowing up and like well so it started off kind of slow like i was getting into a lot like more and more orders and a lot of them were addressed to like major league ballparks and things like that they weren't trying to hide it Mm-hmm. Uh, and looked up some of these names and there's like little, little Cy Young winners that were ordering this stuff that I shipping tacky to. Um, and so, yeah, and I saw that coming and by the time, like I had competitions coming up, I was, I was uh, going back to try to ASM. Um, and for me, like when I'm, you know, focused on competition, I don't really care about much else. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I didn't, I, I should have like spent some more time at that time for like, you know, expecting it to blow up a little bit more. Um, because I so I knew it was against the rules. And actually, like, long, long time ago, one of my friends uh, from Canada, uh, he, he was a strength coach. And, you know, he's a strength coach for the baseball players. And he's like, hey, you got to sell this stuff to baseball players. Uh, you know, they, they'll love it. They use it. And so I, I looked into the rules. And I found it was against the rules. So, of course, never, I you know, assumed because it was against the rules, people weren't really going to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I never really marked it to them. Uh, but, yeah, the the, you know, the orders were going up and up and up and then um it started getting in like kind of sports news a little bit and then um then there was like a a weird botch interview and then from that time like i was it was just so many orders and so many phone calls um i had like dateline call me and you know msnbc and uh very just tons of tons of like mainstream media were, were calling and trying to you know 
find out about this. Did so and so buy it? Did so and so buy that? You know? <clears throat> I was like, just because they buy it doesn't mean they use it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a pro p- pitcher a, or you know, a pro baseball team, even if you're not going to use it, you want to know what it's about and what other people are using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that's never been a smoking gun if they bought it from me. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to like divulge, you know, whose order either. Right. No, uh, it was it was just so crazy because like I'm at work. And like normal people have no idea what strongman is. Let you know they're talking about tacky, and I'm like, this is cra- like I could provide insight <laughs> to it. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was like all these YouTubers were making videos. Like it was just such a crazy time. So I was just curious what it was like to be like in that, you know, yeah, heat of the moment. I'd, I'd see it everywhere, and I was like, it's the biggest baseball scandal since the steroid scandal. And then <laughs> I got an order from like Jose Canseco after that announcement. <laughs> Like, oh, I guess he wants to find out for sure. <laughs> um, but no, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, some of it I think was wasted on me because I'm not uh, big on like fame or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think other people would have would have uh, got done a lot more with it. I think. Uh, but no, it's it was a heck of an experience, and you know, it's it's cool. It's, it was cool that happened. Uh, it was a lot of work to try to keep up with orders. I was overnighting materials and just working just nonstop trying to get those orders out and um but it was it's fun yeah well that's awesome well um you own spider strength gym as well in raleigh i mean when did when did that open uh that opened in uh 2016 nice um yeah because i i you're one of the people i follow that i can relate to sometimes with gym frustrations with uh i I love i love owning a gym it's my dream but uh but sometimes it's nice to follow people like you and matt mills and that i'm like yeah stick it to the man you know and Uh, you know i don't i try not to post about any of the negative stuff uh i don't post much of anything honestly but the biggest thing like when bad stuff happens or people do shitty things or whatever you got to remember that you have how many members and one person being shitty shouldn't, you know, ref- shouldn't, you know, tell you everyone sucks. Yeah. Oh, That's for a- sure. Um, for it's, sure. You always have to keep perspective that, you know, sometimes it's just hard to like not get mad about stuff. Um, but I mean, ultimately most of the members are awesome. Uh, you know, it's love to see them just, and, you know, being a, a strength gym specifically, it's just, you get such a great culture of, you know, people supporting each other. And, you know, I've seen so many people that some, a lot of people have come and gone, you know, they, they start out, they, you know, while they're in college or, or right, right after college. And, you know, they, they move on with their life. They leave town, have kids, whatever, but I know it's always going to be kind of a, uh, a good memory for them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I always look fondly on. Yeah. You make your best friends in the gym, man. I've made so yeah. many of them. You spend so much time together when you're serious about it and it's crazy. Does it, does it ever make you, it's like as a competitor, I view strongman so much differently as a gym owner like events do you view stuff differently like yeah i'm more big on like not destroying the floor not destroying equipment <laughs> uh and i mean the, the, the farmers with the rubber feet it's a good example of that like when you have a, a gym with you know I, I kept the the runway concrete concrete floors of the gym because that's what we always see at national a lot of big shows um but it would the regular farmers would chip away at the concrete over time it'd be loud um and so like the rubber feet, for example, are, are a great example of, you know, saving my floor, you know? Yeah. Right. No, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Also, you're the, the rubber on the bottom of the farmers is a huge, 
biggest thing I have to comment is like it dulls the headache, like at a big comp. Like if you think about last year at nationals, there was fat back farmers and you have 300 people doing that many deadlifts. Like I appreciate that. And I'm yeah. sure people appreciate that. Not getting just a headache. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're so loud. And the biggest thing is I hated slide penalties. Uh, just slide. It's awkward because you get it over, you're strong enough, but you need to penalize them somehow. So they do a two second penalty which can drop you like 10 places or more sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's the, the not sliding is just such a nice uh, advantage to it. For sure. Um, is there anything else about nationals or anything? I, um, I'd like to start wrapping up, but uh, is there anything or anything at all that you want to promote or talk about or anything at all? Um, no, we, you know, we have a very busy schedule coming up. We have nationals <laughs> two weeks after that. We have um, America's strongest man. Um, you know, the heavyweight men, heavyweight women, and the 64 women and uh, 90 men. Yep. Then two weeks after that, we'll have Masters Nationals. Um, so we've got a exciting time coming coming up ahead. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much. The main purpose today was, you know, Nationals. So maybe we'll have you on for some future stuff that's coming up too. But but uh, thank you so much for coming on. And, <laughs> you know, we really appreciate it. I hope, I hope people were able to listen and maybe uh, make the rules meeting not as long too. <laughs> <laughs> it will still be long but but uh james thank you so much make sure you guys follow james dante will have all your information so mm -hmm. that people can follow you on here too so all right thank you